Hello, hello, my friends. Skip here. Next episode of Finding Meaning, January 24th. Excuse me why I get a drink. I should have done this beforehand. <laughs> but I'm in a hurry today. Uh, it's Tuesday, January 24th. <clears throat> I am doing, I technically begin my new job next Monday. Uh, so I have a bunch of online trainings I am in the middle of. And uh, so I'm taking a break from that. It's about 10 till 9. Uh, so I'm just, my schedule's off because of some, some things I got to do. Isn't that what life is, man? Always something to do. So, you know, send good energy. These are not easy trainings. <clears throat> uh, I'm going into education, so I'm taking, you know, online how to deal with school shootings and things. It's, it's, it's very much reflective of the reality we've created, that's for sure. I want to talk briefly, probably, about how we create our own reality. And here's why I want to talk about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I watch every day the world, and I try to watch from an objective place. Now, that's easier said than done. Uh, you know, when I'm with my kids, it's hard to not be fully involved. But it, if you can step back from life, from any aspect of your life, <clears throat> and, and view it with some objectivity, what you will see, I think, I know, once you realize that we create our own reality, is you watch people create the circumstances in their lives for good or bad. And that's a very powerful thing that we have the capacity to do. It's also something we don't realize we have the capacity to do. Now, when I talk about creating our own reality, <clears throat> I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, making the opposing team not score a touchdown or, you know, creating cash <laughs> in your bank account. This is not magic. I'm not talking, let me say it that way. I'm not talking about magic, folks. I'm talking about the way in which we assert ourselves into life and by what means we assert ourselves into life. And the way in which we insert ourselves, the way in which we impose ourselves upon what life is, to a large degree, affects the quality of our life, the understanding uh, of spirituality, the understanding, which you know, ultimately is the understanding of ourselves. <clears throat> I also know that it can happen the opposite way. And, and when we insert or put in you know, things like drugs and alcohol, uh, when we end up in shame and guilt, we also create a reality that way. I think one of the cautions before I say any more is this, that, that we can't will the positive to always happen. I've told you the story before. I'll, I'll use her as an example again. When I first started my religious career, I worked for a wonderful person who was the lead pastor at a, at a middle-sized church. And, you know, I did a little teaching. I did a little preaching. I also cleaned toilets. It was that kind of job. 
But she always wanted to put a positive spin on everything. And, you know, I, I, I loved this person very dearly. And she was a, a good mentor and a great person. But man, you got to call the bad stuff what it is. You just, you can't, you just got to call the bad stuff what it is. Because people do bad stuff. I mean, they project bad stuff. So I'm not talking about being that. Don't, don't wear those rose-colored glasses in life believing that you can will away, uh, you know, someone trying to destroy you. I mean, it, you just, you know, you got to deal with it. Sometimes, and it's, I know it's kind of a violent metaphor, but uh, sometimes you at least have to metaphorically step out into the schoolyard with the bully. That's just the way it is. Uh, I learned that very early. So having said that, I think that a good 85% of how our life unfolds has everything to do with how we live it. And if we live it in ignorance, if we live it without knowing that there's a greater reality, without knowing that there's a, a more authentic us that's yearning to come out, I think that when we're not aware of these things, that's really where things like evil, if I can use that term, or bad, where that flourishes. You know, a bully learns to be a bully by control, by intimidation, and it's reinforced because no one wants to deal with the bully. And we give it medical or, you know, psychological terms like narcissism. True, not questioning that. I've met real narcissists. I, I think I've met a couple psychopaths in my life. Uh, but, you know, when people function out of a sense of needing control, a sense of needing to manipulate others, uh, that breeds, you know, the awfulness that I call the false reality. So, the way in which we inject ourselves into the world, I think, has everything to do with what unfolds for the most part. We're not going to control everything that unfolds in our life. Any of us can be run over by the bus if we're not careful, right? If you're texting and you're driving or you're daydreaming and you step out on the street, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it, there's just that part of life. But I'm going to give you a couple ways in which you can, I'm going to suggest, let me say it that way, a couple ways in which you can involve yourself in life where you'll see real transformation and I believe this. So here comes some finding meaning, really applicable stuff. And it won't be new to you who listen. This will sound very familiar, but I'm serious here. Because if you want to you know, live a better karmic life, if you want to live a life that's more, un, that's more, more uncluttered, less drama-filled, then you have to begin with something like simple acts of kindness. Kindness begets kindness. Not always. Hear me. Sometimes you can be the kindest person in the world and, and that pisses people off sometimes. I, I don't know why, but uh, that's their issue. But, you know, when you do those simple acts, you know, uh, just let people go first at the four-way stop. I mean, those things matter. That energy matters. That, that psychological transformation, that spiritual transformation happens. I often say kindness is a sacrament. If 
Personally, if love is my religion, and it is, then kindness is the applicable sacrament to that religion. So, be kind. And if you're kind for no other reason than for yourself to be kind, you'll see a transformation happen. Now, if you're kind for the sake of being seen to be kind, uh, you won't see transformation. That's the ego. That's the false self that we create. But if, if you want real spiritual results, kindness is a way to affect that spiritual result. Generosity. You know, don't be generous to a fault. Pay your bills. Take care of yourself, certainly. But uh, you would be surprised. Well, no, you probably won't be surprised at how often people aren't generous. Just with the simplest things, right? You, uh, you see a kid who can't get into a football game or basketball game because they don't have $4. And there's 20 adults standing around waiting to buy their tickets. Uh, you know, give the kid the $4. You know, that's the universe saying, here's your opportunity. What we do, though, is we, we say, oh, you know, that kid's from this sort of family, or why didn't their parents send the money, or if they don't have it, they don't deserve to get in. We make all kinds of silly excuses to not help. So be generous, practice generosity. Uh, and, you know, that really has to come from your gut. If you feel the universe compelling you to be generous, then be generous. But again, don't do it to be seen as being generous. Uh, do your charity in secret, where only the universe knows. I'm paraphrasing the Bible. Where only God knows, Jesus will say. Uh, because otherwise, it's about boosting your ego. And the ego is the individual representation of the collective false self. Let me say that again, that when we do things to be seen doing them, we increase our ego, and our ego is a manifestation, it's a representation of the false person that we have created in a false reality. So there's two things, kindness and generosity. I'm going to stop there. Because, and, and I believe this, if you practice this stuff, you'll be transformed. Now, there'll be people who don't get it. It's going to have its own, you know, people are going to wonder why you're so kind. What do you want from them? That kind of thing. Don't worry about that. Don't wear rose-colored glasses. Don't believe you're going to magically change other people. All you can do is the work inside of you. And there are two simple ways to do that. Practice kindness and practice generosity. And you will create, hear me, you will create a different reality in your life because you will perceive reality differently in your life. You will soften your soul. You will be able to see through the eyes of compassion and empathy, which are the next step to kindness and generosity. Anyway, there you have it. Thanks for your time. I'll, uh, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.